Welcome to the WSPP podcast, a special program from the Wisconsin School of Professional Psychology in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I'm your host, Laura Prado. Join me as I interview students and staff at WSPP to get a glimpse into their incredible lives and learn more about the exciting happenings at our school. Thank you for being here. Welcome, everyone, to episode two of the WSPP podcast. I'm your host, Laura Prado, and I'm here with Kush, who is a third-year doctoral candidate at WSPP. Thanks for being here, Kush. Yeah, certainly. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm so excited to talk to you. I I don't think we've gotten a whole lot of contact at school, Mm -hmm. so this is really nice to spend some time to get to know you a little bit. Can you introduce yourself to our audience? Yeah, um, so as you mentioned, I'm a third-year student now at WSPP. Um, So just to get to know a little bit about me, um, I'm passionately, and if you talk to anyone, they'll tell you I'm passionately interested in working um, primarily with um, teenagers. Um, I know not a lot of people want to work with that population, but I'm definitely interested in pursuing um, a long-term career with at-risk youth, um, youth that have been in um, many child-serving systems, youth that have a long history of trauma. Um, That's really what I aspire to do um, when I graduate from WSPP. And I hope to have that as my clinical focus. Um, So personally, um, I'm someone who um, a lot of people may see it as odd, but um, I love exploring different aspects of um, various cultures. and that can really include anything from their languages or foods, movies, media, music. Um, so I'm often like heard listening to, you know, Korean music or Bollywood or, you know, things that are sometimes out of the norm. Um, and I love telling other people about it, um, sometimes too much. So if you ever see me, um, that's probably what I'll babble about most often. That's awesome. That's really cool. Um, do you have any like favorite artists or maybe a suggestion for our listeners to go check out? Oh, certainly. Um, my cohort will tell you I can uh, I can go on and on and on about um, this one group that I listen to. They're a Korean band. Um, they're called BTS, and they've become huge lately. Um, and then you know, besides them, I I love um kind of being um integrated within my own culture and learning more about the music. Um, and art that's, uh, you know, in India. So I'm often watching Bollywood films. So that's about it, really. Very cool. Were you born in India or is your family from there? Um, yeah, so I was born in India. Uh, my family moved to America when I was six years old. Okay, awesome. Mm-hmm. How was that for you? Um, scary. I didn't know any English at the time. Um, yeah. But luckily, I was really young and I took up um, English pretty quickly. Um, especially because I was attending school for so many hours in a day. Um, so it's cool because my parents often rely on me and my siblings to translate and kind of teach them the ropes of, you know, the American way of life, if you will. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I was born in Romania, so I can relate to that so much. Cool. I was also the go-to translator. Later. Yeah. yeah. So they'll, I know exactly. usually they'll usually just come to me and like, oh, what, what's what's being said? And how can I say that? And my dad loves talking to me in English in our home. And I'm often um, pushing him to talk to me in our, our native language, because I'm forgetting how to say some words in our native yes. language. But he's wanting to learn English. So there's always this constant push and pull. 
Wow, how cool. I didn't know that about you. So you still speak yeah. your native language? Do you mm-hmm. consider yourself fluent? Um, that's that's debatable. Um, yeah. Often in a conversation, um, I'll you can hear me kind of going back between back and forth between three languages. Mm-hmm. So Gujarati is my native language. Um, Hindi is what I learned from watching Bollywood movies. Mm-hmm. I would put on um, English subtitles and then I learned Hindi that way. And obviously English. And so when I don't know a word in one language, I don't know how to translate it. Then I jump to another word in another language. So it's wow. usually this huge jumbled mess of, you know, different different words from different languages all coming together in a conversation. I love it. That is so cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, very cool. How do you think knowing all those languages has kind of impacted your worldview or just your everyday life? Um, I think it's definitely like contributed to my curiosity. Um, and that's why I'm kind of, in, you know, in the ropes of um, trying to learn Korean now. Um, wow. I think I think I'm, I'm just more curious, more open to exploring what's out there. Um, just because I I love that I can know all these you know things in different cultures and I don't know it, it's just definitely led me to be more open um, I think mm-hmm. um, and just you know keeping my eyes and ears wide open so that I can take in as much as I can. Absolutely, yeah. I think there's something cool about having an experience of living in different countries mm-hmm. that yeah it totally opens you up makes you more flexible more interested Agreed. in other cultures yeah that's Agreed. really cool though I wish I remembered um living in India I unfortunately don't have many memories of mm-hmm. my time there okay do you visit I haven't um since I moved here but um my dad's been back several times Gotcha. Is yeah. that on the on a bucket list for you? Or not? it is. We've um as a family, we've been planning and planning for the last couple years. Um, but school and other commitments have, you know, definitely conflicted with our plan. Um now like now my sister and I are both in graduate programs. Mm-hmm. So it's even harder to to kind of find that time to fly out. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'll keep my fingers crossed for you on that one. I know. I hope so soon. Yeah. So you mentioned wanting to work with adolescents. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about what is driving that passion for you? Sure. Um, So after I graduated um, from undergrad and I attended Drexel University in Philadelphia, um, I've primarily lived um, most of my life in Pennsylvania. So I was attending school in Philadelphia. And once I graduated, I started working with um, middle schoolers um, in a Philadelphia public school. Mm -hmm. I was doing a lot of direct support aid work um, with um, teenagers, not only in their school environment, but then in their homes and then in communities, you know, kind of like summer camp, things like that. Um, And I was primarily doing work um, with youth that had severe behavioral problems, you know, where they were causing disruptions in their, um, in their lives or, you know, in their different environments. And, my role was to kind of help them emotionally regulate and help them um, learn skills so they could, they could be more successful um, in their in their given environments. And I I loved um, not only being being able to be playful with um, youth because you know they're still at an age where they can um, they're kind of young and immature, but at the same time I was able to have really deep conversations with some of my youth. Yes. So I was incorporating ther- therapy skills not without really realizing that I was doing so. Um, and I was working in those um, in that field for about three years. And 
And I knew I loved it so much, but at the same time, I knew that I could only do so much without getting, um, uh, you know, getting further educated and getting a higher degree so that I can use those skills in a different capacity. Mm-hmm. Wow. So we actually have a lot in common, Kush. Oh, I yeah? used to work in schools as well. I worked as a teacher for three years after college. Wow. Um, so I understand okay. a lot of what you're saying. I, I worked with mm-hmm. high schoolers um, and I had the same experience where mm-hmm. they they still kind of act like big kids, but... Mm-hmm you know, they still want to be treated like adults and you can have those conversations, you can still be silly with them. That's really cool. I didn't know that about you. So did you kind of decide while you were in that job that you wanted to do more therapeutic work or was that something that you realized later on? I mean, I've, you know, in my undergrad, I had chosen psychology as my, you know, chosen career field, but learning about it, was very different from, you know, actually putting into action. Yeah. So my, my first year in Philadelphia schools really opened my eyes. Um, I came from a more sheltered environment. So a lot of things that I saw, they're very different, very eye-opening for me. Um, and that one, that first year of working in the field really just, it, it completely changed my perspective. Mm-hmm. And, you know, within that year, I knew immediately that I wanted to do this kind of work all the time um in the long run and then I loved it so much and I didn't want to leave my children and my my teenagers Mm -hmm. so I stayed another two years but you know within that third year I finally realized that I was limited in what I could do um and that I wanted to help um these youth in in a different way so then that's what kind of drove me to apply for um SID very cool. So did you yeah. exclusively apply to PsyDs or did you apply to PhDs as well? Um, exclusively to PsyDs. I knew that I wanted um, full emphasis on, you know, the clinical application and nice. rather than research. Yeah. Yeah. I totally mm-hmm. relate to that. So why WSPP? Why did you choose this school? Um, so I mentioned just a moment ago that I came from um, kind of an environment that was just more narrow. You know, I didn't, I didn't experience a lot. Um, especially with um, just a cultural um, upbringing that I have. My parents were very um, protective um, of me, if you will. So I didn't get to go out too much and I didn't get to see the world in, in the way that we kind of are able to explore now. Um, so, you know, once I was able to do my work in Philadelphia, I knew that I was missing out quite a bit on that experience. And I wanted to just leave um leave the region um put a little distance between me and pennsylvania because that's all really i had known um so i i wspp wasn't the only school that i applied to that was um a little far away from Mm -hmm. home so um but it was the farthest um and it was something that my dad to this day will can't believe that i actually follow through with um i i always tell the story of how when i when i got um when i received you know my um confirmation letter and and then I actually agreed to come and made that final decision um Mm -hmm. he was like he he would turn to my mom and he would say she's kidding right (laughs) and then my mom's like no I I I think she's going you know we're we're gonna have to get her ready for that move and my dad didn't believe it until the morning of when we were driving up to Wisconsin which was 800 miles from about 800 miles from Pennsylvania but it was primarily the distance that um encouraged me to mm-hmm. apply to the WSPP. They also had a child track here mm-hmm. that a lot of society programs don't have. Um, so they had that specialization that I really wanted. And then I think the other driving force was it's just such a small community. Um, there are several programs in Philadelphia that I applied to, 
Um, but they have pretty large cohort sizes. And I didn't want that because mm-hmm. I went to a school where um, you kind of you kind of get lost in the shuffle. Um, yeah. fuel. Um, so WSPP was just small. It was that community feeling that I really wanted um, in my academic environment. And, you know, putting all those things together, that's why I'm here now. Wow, amazing. Yeah. So it must have been really hard for your dad to bring you up here that day. It was. Um, I'm pretty sure he probably cried silently at some point without me noticing. Um, yeah. The hardest part was leaving my sister, though. Um, she's my twin, and we've never been apart. Um, wow. So I had to really kind of, you know, convince myself um, that I could do it um, without her next to me. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. How yeah. incredibly brave of you to decide, like, you know what, this is the furthest program yeah. away. I really want to throw myself into a new experience. Mm-hmm. That is really cool. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I didn't think I would follow through with it either. Yeah. <laughs> here you are. And here, here I am. Exactly. Is your sister in a similar program or what is she in grad school? For? No. So this is something that I love to joke about because, um, you know, I... I'm so interested in studying human behavior and how our minds work and what drives us to act the way we do. Mm-hmm. Um, but she loves studying what's in the body. Um, mm-hmm. She loves studying, you know, the the things that we can't see um, externally. Mm-hmm. So she's re- she's interested in microbiology and immunology. Um, oh. So bi- a lot of biology. So she she's you know she's doing everything that we can't see in, on the inside of our you know the human body. And then I'm. I'm studying all the things that we notice on the outside. So I always like to joke about it. Um, interestingly, in our undergrad, she was a bio major and a mm-hmm. psych minor. And I was mm-hmm. a psych major and a bio minor. Oh, that's so funny. Did you go mm-hmm. to the same school? We did. Yeah. Nice. Wow. So what was it like to make that leap and come to Wisconsin and be so far away from your family? I just knew if I didn't do it then, I would never do it. Um, yeah. th- there wouldn't be another opportunity like that again. Mm-hmm. And even though it was painful, um, frightening, and completely out of my comfort zone, I knew I had to take the jump. And if I didn't, I don't know when I would have been able to experience what I am now. Wow. Very cool. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. I think a lot of people can learn from that. That's a really cool way to go about your life. Thank you. Um, it's still hard at times, but I wouldn't change it for anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now you've been here for three years. So what are your impressions of Wisconsin? Um, <laughs> you know, the winters are great. I yeah. always joke about that. Um, my first winter here, it snowed almost every week. Um, we had below 50 degrees weather. Um, I don't know how I feel about the winters here, um, Yeah. but but I like it. Um, I like how, how much independence I have here. And then I really, I really get to decide how much exploring I want to do. Um, mm-hmm. Again, the cold is not for me. I mean, Pennsylvania, you, you get snow, you get that, you know, you get the chilly weather, but nothing to the extreme of um, Wisconsin. Right. But right. apart from that, I, I've, I've loved being here on my own. Um, and I've loved, you know, exploring the city and the culture and, you know, trying to find um, maybe a hidden love for cheese and beer, but <laughs> we'll, we'll not your thing. eventually. Um, cheese curds, no, I don't know. <laughs> really? Okay, I'm yeah. surprised. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Not, it's not everybody's cup of tea. Not um, yet. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so 
maybe we can talk a little bit about like some short-term and long-term goals that you have. And these can be either professional or personal. Mm -hmm. What is kind of your plan for the future? Where do you see yourself? Um, If we're talking about short-term goals, um, I I really, really want to focus the next couple years, you know, in the program with um, just becoming more confident in my therapy skills. Assessment is, um, not that assessment isn't difficult, but assessment is, there's there's a science to it, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, it's very analytical, very um, straightforward at times, unless you're, you know, uh, you're giving the Rorschach cards. Yeah. Um, but but there's, a, there's a, a way to it that's very standard. Um, so I, I feel like that's something that I've had in my background and I can, I can learn and do very confidently, mm-hmm. but therapy, therapy takes a lot of flexibility, a lot of creativity and yeah. just, right. just being able to leave my, you know, your, your, your own thoughts. And a lot of times I'm, I'm often just too um, focused on what I'm thinking internally mm-hmm. that I fail to kind of pick up on what's happening around me. And so I struggle with therapy, if I'm being honest, but I love it too much to mm-hmm. only specialize in assessment. Yeah. So I'm hoping really short term to to get comfortable with um, being uncomfortable, if you will. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and just just focusing on that on that moment with the client. I, I really want to be able to get comfortable with that and just, you know, find find a way to be at ease, not and not be in my mind all the time. Yeah, I can relate to that so much. I feel like so much of therapy is about being in the present moment. And mm-hmm. it's it's hard sometimes to do that. It takes a lot of practice. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think has been helpful in your training, your therapeutic training at WSPP? Um, I think I think the the openness and willingness of not only faculty, but then, you know, the supervisors I have a practicum. Mm-hmm. I've I've been very lucky to have supervisors who are who encourage questions, who encourage me to come to them when I'm struggling with something. Um, so, and I'm I'm a person who who tries to problem solve on my own, um, and sometimes to to a point where it can become problematic on its own because I I don't I don't always like asking for help, but I've I've really enjoyed um, how open and willing faculty and you know other supervisors have been with you know pushing me to seek out that that kind of um training and just to to ask when I need something um so I think that's been helpful in um kind of getting closer to reaching my short-term goals and and I come from a very science background as I've mentioned before so you know certainly some faculty members will point out how I can be more relational and um just be more Mm person-centered that's been helpful yeah, that's wonderful. So what are some of your long-term goals? Um, so although um, I know I want to work with adolescent clients, you know, I, that's the demographic that I've chosen. Um, I can't say that that's something that I need, I should be able to say, you know, concretely until I've actually worked with other populations. So my long-term goals are to, are the, are to figure out, is, it, is this really what I want to do um, forever? And is this, you know, what kind of environment do I want to do? It in? Um, I don't know if I want to be in outpatient therapy. I don't want, I don't know if I want to be in a hospital setting, you know, so I, I really want to be able to, to kind of explore what, 
what gets me excited, what kind of environment I would want to work with on with this demographic. So I'm I'm just kind of keeping my myself open to all kinds of possibilities. I came into this program knowing what I'm interested in mm-hmm. and, you know, hoping to kind of facilitate even further learning and um, growth in that area. But at the same time, I don't want to be so blocked off that I lose out on other opportunities where yeah. maybe I might enjoy working with a different population. Maybe it might be older adults, you know, at the other end of the spectrum, but who knows? Absolutely. Yeah, I I love that you're staying so open. I think that's one thing that WSPP does really well is it kind Mm -hmm. of pushes us to have a more generalist approach, at least in the beginning, um, Mm -hmm. where we get a lot of experiences with different populations. And I love I mean, it fits into what you've already described about yourself, right? Like you've already talked Mm -hmm. about being a really open and flexible person. So it doesn't really surprise me that you're so willing to do the same in your training. Um, but mm-hmm. I think that's a really important to r- reminder to everybody in grad mm-hmm. school and in training. Um, mm-hmm. It's good to keep just doors open. And having worked with older adults myself, I, I can say they're pretty wonderful. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so if you want to try it out. Yeah. Yeah. If I had if I didn't have to sleep, I think I would choose like two or three more practicum yeah. practicums that I would want to take a take part in um, throughout the year. But yeah we'll see yeah sleep is important what what practicums are you at right now um I'm at the county um in their children's mobile crisis unit um and within that um rotation I may be starting to do therapy with juveniles or with youth in juvenile detention so I'm really excited about that avenue opening up at that practicum site and then speaking of working with um a different population I'm going to be at the VA um doing brief therapies with adults amazing yeah I mm-hmm. really liked my experience at the VA so I hope you have a good one as well um, I you- hope so again it's going to be out of my comfort zone yeah. so we'll see very cool where were you at last year um I was at Dr. Glassman's um doing a, a neuropsych assessment and um Milwaukee College prep um with the kiddos nice yeah so mm-hmm. you're definitely getting a nice breadth of experience yeah, certainly. Um, I'm just jumping in and trying whatever seems interesting in the moment. Very cool. Very cool. And you recently took the DQE as well, right? I did. Yes. So mm-hmm. for our listeners, that's our um, master's level qualifying exam and mm-hmm. took it and I'm assuming you passed it. I did. Congratulations. <laughs> that's a Thank huge you. accomplishment. Very mm-hmm. cool. It's um, interesting being, you know, having that master's degree now and signing my name with an ms right instead of a bs now (laughs) it makes a world of difference it does it it feels (laughs) really nice and i think people at least in the in the profession maybe look at us a little bit differently Mm -hmm. agreed absolutely very cool well we're coming up to the end of our episode but Mm -hmm. i do have one um, more question that I like to ask all of my guests, mm-hmm. which is about self-care. I think it's so important to talk about <laughs> self-care in graduate school. So I'm wondering, Kush, what you do for self-care, what your favorite activities are. I have horrible sleep habits. Um, anyone you ask will tell you that um, <laughs> to the point that I've typically I'm sleep deprived because I just don't choose wisely. And I'm, I'm just i engaged in so many different things yeah. and that seems so important at the moment um so when I am able to sleep I sleep a lot nice. so I love sleeping I 
I know that seems just so ordinary, but if I can get sleep, I will, I will choose that over anything else. Um, and then again, as I mentioned before, because I do love exploring different, um, cultural things, um, I've, I've been in the habit within the, you know, the past two or three years, just, you know, watching as many Korean dramas as I can. And recently discovered that Netflix has Korean dramas, though I, once I got my subscription, realized I had watched most of them. (laughs) So, you know, listening to music, um, of different, you know, genres and regions, um, kind of becoming familiar with different languages very cool i love Mm -hmm. that those are two great options and definitely let's not forget Mm -hmm. about sleep i think sometimes we (laughs) forget about the most basic things like you know Mm -hmm. nutrition exercise and sleep those are really important for self-care yeah i 100 percent agree with you (laughs) great well anything else that you'd like to share with our audience kush before we sign off today sure um and I think this is, I think, important for for people to understand is that when you're in a when you're in a graduate program, um, it does come with a lot of com- you need to be committed. I think um, when you choose to do this kind of program, I, I would hope that you would do so with the understanding that it's going to, you know, it's, it's going to be um, a long term commitment, mm-hmm. but also that there are certain sacrifices you have to make. Um, and I know that sounds kind of scary, but you know, there's some things you might have to give up, some things that you have to add to your schedule. So really this program, I think if I've learned one, one thing from it, it's that it really teaches you to leave your comfort zone. Um, and it teaches you to just be open-minded, um, uh, in terms of what you can and cannot do and what you're maybe maybe you're not even aware of your own skills and your own growth process but this program definitely allows you to be uh reflective of that process absolutely and that's really good advice Mm -hmm. for i think anyone who's considering any sort of graduate school degree Um, Mm -hmm. yeah it is a huge commitment um and it's still mind-blowing to me and pretty wonderful that you're deciding to do this commitment so so far away and so out of your comfort zone so that's great advice thank you for sharing that yeah, certainly. Um, this program definitely tells you that it's okay to leave your bubble. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's... And then hopefully in five years, it will, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll get that degree and, you you know, <laughs> be able to explore other opportunities. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. It's okay to leave mm-hmm. your bubble. We can end there. Mm-hmm. Thank you so yeah. much for your time, Kush. I really appreciate it. It was nice to get to know more about you. Um, And for our listeners, we will be back with more episodes very soon. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Mm